Okay, good morning, everybody. It's, uh, it's good to be here in Edgeville today to, to, to speak the Word of God to you today. And uh, I just hope that uh, what comes out of me today is, is what you need to hear because I'm, I'm really excited about this message and what God's wanting to do in the lives of Wellspring. And uh, it's just, um, this message is just, one verse in this message is, never had one verse Affect me for a message as much as this one verse. So let's um, let's pray. Then I will get into this word. Jesus, Heavenly Father, Lord, God, we love you. And we praise you, God, for the worship this morning. God, we praise you for the Spirit in the house. God, we praise you for Lord for everybody that's came into this door this morning. God, and uh, I pray, Lord God, that they would get fulfilled by your word today, Lord. Not from me, Father Lord. I want every word to come from you, Father Lord. I just want to. Um, encouraging and this congregation, Father Lord, because this thing is stirred up in me, Father Lord. So I just want to bring the word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Zechariah 4, 8 through 9. I'll give you just a second to turn there. Then the word of the Lord came to me. This is Zechariah saying, the hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation of this house and his hands shall also complete it. Then you will know that the Lord of hosts has sent me. The hands of Zerubbabel have laid the foundation. Now, once the foundation is laid, then it's time to proceed on to the next step in the phase of construction. A lot of times we have... uh, these days we have contractors come in and they uh, will come in and, and do the floors. They will do the stud walls. Some another crew will come in and do the drywall, the ceilings, and somebody else will come in and do, um, do the roofing and, and heating and air and everything. But here the Lord hands Zerubbabel. He says, your hands shall complete it. So today this God was telling me before when I started this message that there's people that's going to be in this congregation today that has a ministry that God has given you and you have started the ministry, but for some reason you haven't finished it. You let it go for some other reason. Well, I don't know what the reason is, is for every one of us, but for you on listening on TV, there's a reason why you didn't finish it. Some of you are still working on it and you're planning on finishing it. Uh, some things that the Lord gives us are maybe just for a short period of time. But some things are lifelong ministry, like preaching the Word of God. Once you got it, has anointed you and called you to preach, you preach it. My, my daddy said, boy, he said, did God call you to preach? He said, you got to do it until you die. I said, I understand, Dad. That's what he told me. And um, so, uh, but check this out. In Ezra 6.16 and the people of Israel, the priests and the Levites, and the rest returned, returned to exile, celebrated the dedication of this house of God with joy. And the rest of the unturned exiles, they was exiled from their country in Jerusalem and uh, Israel. And what the Lord is telling me that some of us has exiled, exiled ourselves from God's calling upon our life. That you was into it. But things didn't, um, you was, for some reason, you, you was nervous, you were scared. I'll get to a little bit more in a minute. But sometime, somehow you exiled yourself from God and the calling and did decided you did not want to finish what 
God had started in you. But let me tell you right now, that's never idea, good idea to have in our lives. We want to complete anything that God is giving us to do, any task that he has for us, whether short-term, long-term, mid-term, it doesn't matter. We need to finish it because there's a purpose. There's a reason why God called you to do this. It wasn't just, um, oh, well, if this gets done, it's no big deal. If God calls you for something, Eddie, it's a big deal. No matter if it's a one-day assignment or until you die, like my daddy said, it's a big deal in your life. And we need to take it more seriously sometimes than what we do. Uh, some of us just, um, we, we, we go and we're like, man, this is good. I'm really into this. And then the first little trial difficulty comes your way. You're like, this wasn't for me. God didn't really call me. But it happens. I mean, it happens. You know what happens, guys. First Chronicles 28, 20 and 21. Then David said to Solomon, his son, be strong and courageous and do it. Do not be afraid and do not be dismayed for the Lord your God, even your God is with you. He will not leave you nor forsake you until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. Until all the work for the service of the house of the Lord is finished. And behold, the divisions of the priests and the Levites for all the service of the house of God and with you in all the work will be every willing man who has skill for any kind of service. Also, the officers and all the people will be holy at your command. Now, sometimes we'll get into it and you'll think this is too much for me to handle. But you got to realize like here that Zerubbabel... Uh, um, no, uh, Solomon was going to have all the people that he needed to help him. God will send us help in some of the bigger things that he calls us to do because he know it is so much we can't do our own. So he will, he will place other people in your path or other people in that same calling to, to come along beside you to make sure that, that the work that he has given to somebody is completed and accomplished for the house of the Lord and for the good works of heaven. So never ever think you have to do something alone. You can always seek advice. You you can always come to one of the leaders of the church and ask for um to sit down and have a conference or just talk about it and and work it out and and get help. Don't don't think just because you fail in the first twenty four hours of it that you have to stop it. Give us some time. Sometimes things take time to get worked out in our lives to to really understand fully the vision of what God has. Sometimes it's going to take a little bit of, take a little while. So don't, don't have all these negative feelings just when you start the ministry for God. Just, just know that, that He called you to finish it. Now we know there's some things in our life that, that God wants done and He'll give it to you. And if you don't do it, He's going to pass you by and let somebody else do it because it has to be done that quickly. So, so be responsive to the very thing what God calls you to do. Do it. Don't hesitate. A lot of times we'll hesitate and next thing you know, we're like, well, we know this and we'll say, well, if I don't do it, I know God will let somebody else do it. But he was your first choice for a reason because he was had knowledge you in this task and he already seen the outcome and the effect of what he wanted you to do and you left it on the table. We can't do that. We can't leave it on the table. It has to be completed, guys. It's, uh, God will help you. 
Call on his name. Jesus, I need help. I'm worthy in my heart. I know that, that I can't do this alone, but I know with your help calling me that I can complete anything that you want me to do. You see, there was a, in the temples being built, it was, it was time periods between every time it was, the first one was destroyed and the second one was built. There was a great time lapse in there. And then God called somebody else to build it again. We think we're young and God places a calling on our lives. And we didn't complete it. We didn't finish it. We, we gave up no matter how long you was into it. I don't care if it's been one day, six months, six years, or 50 years. That call is still up on your life to complete it and finish it. If it hadn't, if it wasn't something that God had to have done before that. But see, because if you're called to preach the word of God, there's people that you were going to be ministering to, that you was going to affect their lives with the words that you gave, and you're the only ones that could have reached them with the word that the Lord was going to give you. That's the way things work, guys. What was, I think George Washington said this first when they was crossing Delaware. If I'm wrong, uh, one of you history bus will correct me. But I think he's the one that said, don't give up, don't ever give up. When they, when they was crossing there and the, and the waters and the storms came and they had a hard time giving up. And he shouted encouragement to his men, don't give up, don't ever give up. So that's what the Lord is telling you today. That's what this message is all about today. Completion, completion, completion in his love and, and his, and his will and the desire for you to do what you're called to do. God just, uh, just laid it on my heart to burn it, to burn this into your spirits this morning. Don't, I hope you don't get tired of me saying it over and over, but God does not want you to leave it on the table because see, we're at the, we're at the end of times and uh, things are happening quickly. And this ministry is a point right now where we're starting to grow in the Lord. We're starting to grow in the ministry. Things are happening. Uh, we've got in, um, involved with UBC and churches are coming together. This is a, this is a very critical time in church history right now when, when the God is, is moving on churches and moving on people to be more unified in their lives as Christians than they've ever been. So it's critical that what he has given you to do that you not finish it, that you pick it up right now. Today, he wants you to pick it up and he wants you to get back into it and he wants to see you accomplish what he called you to do because this is the time in, in space. Every day has, a, every time has a season. This is the season for you to get back and finish what you've started, even if it takes to the, till the day you die. Am I, am I making myself clear? I don't mean to be so rough, but this is the word of the God. This is ain't Kevin speaking. This is the Holy Spirit ringing down fire upon this place this morning to get your attention and maybe light a little fire under your feet because he wants you to get up off your feet and start moving a little bit. You're too comfortable with where you're sitting. God said it's time to get up and get involved and do what I called you to do. Why did, why did you stop? Why? Why did you stop? I want you, every one of you that, that hasn't finish what you started to walk away from, I want you to ask yourself right now, why did I stop? Do you even remember? Do you even know? Just think about it for a second. God called you. Why did you stop? 
You know that grieves the Holy Spirit whenever we, we stop and we give up on God. We're not giving up, we're not only giving up on God, but we're giving up on our fellow, fellow Christians and people in the church of the body that need you to be completing it, to finish it, to work on it, to, to people to see your dedication to something is, is so encouraging to somebody. And that, an encouragement that you see from them is, will make somebody else like, Lord, I want a job. I want you to call me to something so I can work on it because this is awesome to see how God is using this person here and then ministry and this person over here in ministry, that person back there in ministry, this person here in ministry. God is, God does not discriminate when it comes. If he calls you, he wants you. He loves you. Did you have a feel of failing? Did you feel you wasn't qualified? Not good enough? little persecution boy that one really gets us don't it the first time we get a little naysayer says well i don't really think god called you to do that you know they i don't think you're qualified then we want to go home and pout and just just give up on it don't give up on god because he didn't give up on you didn't he die on the cross for you didn't he forgive you all your sins past and future come on guys Hallelujah. Jeremiah 20, 7 through 9. O Lord, you have deceived me, and I was deceived. You are stronger than I, and you have prevailed. I have become a laughingstock all the day. Everyone mocks me. For whenever I speak, I cry out. I shout, violence and destruction. For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and dissension all day. I will say, I will not mention or speak his name anymore. But wait, listen, listen to this. This is good. This is good. But there is in my heart as if it were a burning fire. Shut up in my bones. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Jesus wants you. Let the fire in you burn in you. We sing about fire this morning. We sing about the ashes. And we, I'm just telling you, there's a spark still inside of you. All you got to do is reignite it. Blow on it a little bit. Fang it with the Holy Spirit. Let it fire you up. Let it burn you up. Let it get you off your feet. And you, God says, finish what you started. This is the time, Eddie. This is the time to do it. Today, if you haven't finished it, today, if, if God, the Holy Spirit is working on you and your hands are sweaty and your heart's beating fast, God is speaking to you today. If you're on TV, listen to this. God is speaking to you today. As it were a fire burning shut up in my bones. That's powerful. That's good stuff. Man, I, I know if, if I tried to stop preaching and say, Lord, you know, my, my health is, is really, you know, not, not good. And uh, I, I think everybody would just understand it if I decided I was just going to take it easy and just enjoy everybody else's preaching and stuff. The fire inside me would start to burn after just a little bit. And it would increasingly burn, increasingly burn, get hotter and hotter on me where I couldn't even sleep at night. I wouldn't be able to think of anything but getting behind a pulpit and speaking the word of God. And the God wants to do the same thing for you. Hallelujah. Praise. Who praise you, Father. God called Jeremiah to be a prophet, but Jeremiah thought God had set him up. 
And he believed his sufferings came from God's demands on his life. But he knew he couldn't erase it from his mind and walk away from his calling. Wow, Jeremiah thought God had really put it to him. You see, because at that time, he was being ridiculed by a lot of people. The, the village that he lived in, they was making fun of him. And uh, he's, he was going through so many things uh, uh, that, I, that I read there and so much more that I just didn't want to think I needed to put all of them in there, what he was doing. But I just want you to know that he thought God had set him up. I tell you what, God's never going to set you up. If he sets you up, he's going to set you up to succeed. God will succeed in your life if you let him. My note said that I'm supposed to read this again. So I say, if I say, I will not mention him nor speak any more in his name. Do you think that you can block God out of your life, block the Holy Spirit and just quit going to church and and um, you will never have any more thoughts about it? Wrong. Wrong. It had never happened. You will become so miserable in your life that you won't be able to accomplish anything that's not even involved the church or, or God. You become so depressed that you, that you don't know what to do with your life. You will not have God's favor anymore in your life. Without the favor of God in our lives, things are hard to, for us to accomplish and, and succeed in life without God's favor because he's that good to us. But there is in my heart, as it were, a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. How much longer are you going to hold it in? Today, God is telling you not to hold it in, to let go, to grab onto him and let it ride. Go with the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. Guys, I knew that this was going to be a, a message today. I know God placed me in this place today for a reason, Eddie. And Eddie told me weeks ago when I was coming, he said, Kevin, he said, I feel something something about this. I believe it's going to be a powerful day when you when you show up to speak in Evansville. Eddie, the Lord was speaking to you, brother. Because I don't know if, if you're feeling anything like I'm feeling, what the Lord has put in me. But if, if there's nothing going on in your spirit right now, if you're not dancing and shouting in your spirit, there's something wrong with you. You better go home and take a look in the mirror, mirror and make sure that you're truly giving your life to God and that you're serving him. Don't let Satan fool you to think that you're a, a, a Christian and living for him when, when you're not. Sometimes the reflections that we see in the mirror can uh, uh, tell the difference. Search, search yourself out within, with who you are. See where you're at with God. Okay, I left up part of the verse. You, like I said, the, uh, he was persecuted by villagers. Uh, he was even, uh, God forbid him to marry and have children. He was beaten and put in stocks. Kind of like Paul. Remember what Paul went through in serving Christ and filling out the, the calling on his life to, to reach the Gentiles and, and to do the mission that he had seen and uh, that he has given. Um, 
This is, going, this is going to be a short message. Praise team, you can come on up. But God has spoken to us this morning. And what he's asking me, is there still a spark? Is there still a spark? Who's willing to let the Holy Spirit... Blowing your life and start that fire. I know the Lord's dealing with you this morning. I come in here today and this is the most comfortable I've been in my life and to get up and preach a message. It was for a reason. It was because I love you. God the Father loves you. And he wants to see you complete what he started. So a little bit of a summary here. We get saved. We're going to church. Excited about living for Christ. And after a period of time, you feel something inside of you. And then you realize that it's God calling you to something, to a ministry, no matter what it is. There's so many ministries available. See, there's still ministries available here in this church we haven't filled. Maybe God today is speaking to somebody, calling you into a ministry that needs to be filled in this church. And if God calls you to this ministry, he will finish it in you. He will help you complete it. There's a verse I think in Philippians and said, says, uh, verse one, six, God who began a good, good working you will complete it in you till the end. I didn't, that's a paraphrase cause that isn't word for word. I think that scripture is basically talking about salvation, but it can be applied to what we're speaking today. God wants it completed in you. God loves you. Wow, I can hear a pin drop in here. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. And as the praise, praise team gets ready, I just want to um, tell you that if you're in the house today and you haven't given your heart to the Lord yet, the Bible says today is the day of salvation. He loves you and he wants you to become one of his. He wants you to turn your heart over to him and let him be the Lord of your life. Is Jesus calling you today? Is he speaking to you? Do you feel the the trembling inside, the quivering in your hands, the sweating in your hands? I know that that when I was young, I got saved when I was 12, but for for three nights at a revival, my hands sweat so much, and I gripped the back of the the pew in front of me so tight, I thought I was going to break it even at 12 years old. That wasn't nerves. That was the Holy Spirit calling me to salvation when I was 12 years old. I fought it. Even at that young age, I fought it. Even though I believed, 
I was afraid to comply because I really didn't understand it at that age what all it was going to involve but you guys have been in church long enough that you know what it involves to do the work of the God or you can feel it in your spirit at your age and you know that it is truly not just a thought or something that has come to you you realize that it's the Holy Spirit calling you to salvation so let the Lord do a good work in you today. The best work that he's ever done is dying on the cross, enabling us to give our lives to him and live eternity in heaven with him. So I want you today, let me come down here on your level. Makes it a little bit easier. If you're in the house today and God's got something for you and you've been holding it back, I want you today to give it to him. Come up front today. Make that move. Let the fire burn in you. You come up to the day to the altar and pray. Or we will pray with you. Guys, it's not me. I would never take credit for anything. But the Lord just told me this is a special day in this house. This is a day that he's had planned since Wellspring became into existence. And if you walk away from what he wants you to do today in your life, you're making one of the biggest mistakes of your life. Because he is here for you. He loves you. And he wants to draw as close to you as humanly possible. Don't deny him today. Who's going to be the first one to come? Who? God bless you. There's more. There's more. Eddie, come up with me, please. If you walk out of here today without being obedient, you're going to be especially angry at yourself when you leave here. The rest of the day is not going to be good. I just want to tell you that right now. I love you guys. I know I was hard today, but that was the word of the Lord. to close us out and let us uh, and I want to pray over us and we're going to free us and uh, I don't want you to feel like you need to go but you're free to go whenever we get done praying but if you want to pray stay here as long as you want and uh, Kevin's quote don't give up don't ever give up he was really close it was Jim Valvano who was a basketball coach Jim Valvano was battling cancer dying and he knew God called him to minister to the kids on his basketball team. And he never gave up doing it. He could have. Don't give up. Even if we've fallen and we fell, don't give up. Keep going. That's the beauty of him having Jeremiah in that. Jeremiah was a weeping prophet. He was called to fail. Like what he was called to was never going to work. 
but God called him to do it. So I'm going to pray. Kevin's up here. I appreciate it. This is our nicest guy in the, in the whole church, and he's come up and kicked us in the shins. <laughs> so uh, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for who you are, Lord. We thank you for we thank you for that word, Lord. We thank you that you're speaking to us, Lord. I pray that your Holy Spirit would just move mightily in this house, Lord. Father God, I pray amongst all the people here, Lord, and those at home who are listening, Lord, and and those who are here later on, Father God, I pray that they would just take this word to heart. I pray your Holy Spirit would uh, convict us and let us know that that you're calling us to do more. You're calling us to do something, Lord. And Father God, I know that we all know rather we're doing it or not. And Lord, I pray for for each person in here that we would come alongside those others and help them become who you're calling them to be, Lord. But Father God, use this ministry. Bless your people, Lord, and most importantly, bless yourself through us. Lord, we love you. I ask you just be with each of us throughout the week. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all.